Hi, welcome to Solo BG Podcast. My name is Derek, and it's time for another episode of Solo BG. And if this is your first time in the show, well, welcome. And like I always said, you know, this is a show where we talk about board games, uh, mainly solo and cooperative board games. So if this is your first time, welcome to the show. I'm very glad to, that you are here listening. And if you happen to, you know, listen to this podcast by any crazy uh, randomness of the universe, well, welcome and, you know, stay probably... You will be interested even if you are not part of the hobby yet. And if you're part of the hobby, well, amazing. You know, we need to keep this hobby growing, especially with all the craziness that is happening around the world. This is a very positive hobby that we need to keep pushing for it, you know, making making it grow uh, and supporting the, the local gaming store, supporting the publisher, the designers. And yeah, and of course, <laughs> the content creators like like myself that I call a content creator, I guess, just because I made this uh, recording once a week for anybody in the world and, you know, for anybody that can listen and enjoy about board games. Well, anyway, <laughs> you'll get the point. Uh, and, you know, welcome. And once again, thank you. Thank you. This is episode number 56. And we have a lot of things for this episode. First one and most important, if you are here because of the... Um, of the giveaway that we had on Facebook, uh, you know, about the game ad and the promo cards and all this stuff. Well, today on this show, I'm recording on February 29, um, and it will be on air, hopefully tonight, uh, lastly to, uh, tomorrow Sunday, March already. Uh, on this show, I will announce the lucky winner of this gaming mat. And once again, if you, wherever you are in the world, I will send the mat and the promo cards to you. Recently, also, uh, I was very happy because thanks to all of you, we reached uh, the first milestone or millstone, I guess. That's, I don't know how to pronounce it correctly, but anyway, we reached our first goal on the show, uh, which it was, you know, um, get more than 500 uh, likes on Facebook, and we did it. We have more than 500, uh, you know, people that have given us a like very kindly. Thank you very much. And also, uh, we have more than 520 followers on Facebook as well, which I don't understand too much the difference between likes and followers. So if you know, and you know, you can, you want to share that knowledge, I guess, uh, please, you know, post it on the on the comments on this episode uh, link, or you can always uh, reach out to me either through Facebook at SoloBG Podcast, through uh, my Instagram, SoloBG Podcast, Twitter, the same, SoloBG Podcast, and my email, which is SoloBG Podcast, podcast at gmail.com. And, and yeah, well, so yeah, you can talk to me, I guess. And yeah, we reached that number and I share a small video when I was saying thanks. I hope you watch it and enjoy it. And if not, well, as soon as you're done with the, with the show, you can go and watch it. Uh, and, you know, I post also a picture that it took me a while to put some maples and dyes and everything to form the number 500. So if you want to know what I'm talking about, it's in all the social media as well. Anyway, thank you so much for that. Like I said, on this show, we announce, I will announce the winner. And we have more giveaways. Believe me, more giveaways that you will like. Uh, there's a chance I'm trying to, you know, try to get, but there's a chance that I will get another game mat and promo cards, and I will do a giveaway as well because, you know, I already have mine, so I'm more than happy to, you know, uh, share these uh, amazing things of the hobby and, you know, share another game mat and promos. I don't know yet. That's why I cannot make it official. But if I ended up doing it and if I ended up getting those, well, then I will, of course, give those ones to you. Anyway, well, uh, for today's episode, we're going to talk about a game 
that I was, you know, they the publisher gave me this game for review. They gave me a review copy of it, and I really like it. I really enjoy it. Uh, you know that they gave me the review. That's not my thoughts of the game. I really, I really like that they give me the the copy for review. And uh, and you, you know, we will talk about the game. I will tell you how it plays, uh, the mechanics, how they work. I will talk about the art. I will talk about the components. I will talk about the box. And at the end, I will tell you what I think about the game. Uh, once again, this is this game was provided to me. And I, like always, I think this is, is a fair thing to do to, you know, let you know that this game, you know, they give it to me by the publisher. Now, like always, that doesn't make any, any difference. My thoughts are honest. And, you know, most of my games, I get them from my from my credit card, I guess, or from my from my uh, paycheck. Uh, and, um, you know, so that doesn't make any difference. Even, even if I buy the game or I get the game uh, for free, I'm still going to share my honest thoughts. But, you know, I think it's good for you to know that. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, that game is Sojourn, and it's um, published by Wyvern Games. And it's a journey through times, according to the box. I will talk to we'll talk to you more about the game. Uh, also, before uh, we talk, we, before we start with the episode, you know, next episode is going to be a very a very good one because I'm going to have my friend David Tercy with me uh, interviewing, which it will be great. We're going to talk about a new Kickstarter that is coming up, and I want to be I'm going to be talking to David Tercy, and I'm going to be talking also with my friend Mark Dainty from Not Board Gaming. Uh, so we're going to be recording the show together and we're going to be talking about this new Kickstarter. I'm not going to tell you the name yet. That is going to come out on April uh, on this year. And as always, as I mentioned before, a uh, name that has a David Tercy on the box. You know, that's that's interesting. And and we need to, you know, check it out because he has been doing so many great things for the, for the hobby. So many great things, great things for solo gamers. So, so many great games. So we're going to talk about this game that is coming on Kickstarter on April 2020. And it's also going to be my friend Mark from Not Board Gaming. Anyway, also, we're going to be recording very soon uh, another episode with my friend Jeremy Howard. You'll know it better from Jambalaya Plays Games. He also plays the Solo Sundays for Man vs. Meeple. And, you know, those the famous YouTube channel and, and uh, you know, uh, hosted by Jeremy Salinas. And that's a great, great... Uh, YouTube channel where you should check it out. But anyway, Jeremy is going to be with us uh, recording the show as well. going to be talking about solo games, you know, our solo games, our backgrounds and stuff like that. Very fun. Uh, so I'm looking forward for that as well. So with that being said, that's all the news that I have so far for the Solo BG podcast. And with that being said, let's start, like always, with today's episode in three, two, one. Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Okay, so now we are here ready to start the show like always. And we're going to once again talk about... Sojourn or Sojourn. I don't know how to say it properly, but I guess it's Sojourn. It's S-O-G-O-U-R-N. A Journey Through Time by Wyvern Games. But before before we got, before we start to talk about the game, like always, let me tell you what I've been playing recently. 
Most recently, actually, I was together with some friends and we were playing one of my favorite games, which is Azul. Azul, um, you know, I love it. I like it. I haven't done an episode about it, but I'm spoiler alert when the time comes. You know, it has already two or three expansions, I think, out. Um, you know, I think one of the publishers is Plan B Games. I'm probably wrong with that. I hope I'm not. But anyway, uh, Azul, uh, it's a great game. I like it. I play in it. Probably one of my favorite competitive, I guess, abstract uh, games. Uh, and, you know, I really like it. You know, you're trying to play the tiles kind of in a puzzly way, trying to... You have different factories around the board, and you choose one tile from, or two tiles or three tiles from the factory, but they had to match the color, and then you're going to place it on your tableau. And the rest of the tiles that you didn't use, they go to the middle, and so foreign people are trying goes around trying to get more tiles to match your uh, your own tableau. You have a square like a five by five kind of thing, and you're trying to you know arrange them in the order that they're printed on the on the mat on your personal mat or personal tableau. And then you're gonna be getting points every round, and at the end of the game, you're also gonna be getting more points according if you get all if you fulfill the goals like all the, the same uh, tiles, you know, all of them, you will get 10 points. If you you did a, a full column, you will get another point. If you get a, a row, you get points, and so forth. And at the end, whoever has the most victory points wins. So, Azul, I know I know you have seen it in many, many, many pictures in social media, probably you on the game. Let me tell you, it's one of my favorite games for competitive, and I'm looking forward to preparing an episode, a special episode with the expansions, you know, in that way we can talk about more about the game. But just to let you know, I've been playing Azul and I've been really enjoying it. Also, recently, my friend Caleb, he lent me a game that I was looking forward to play. And I want to play it more because I really want to do an episode about that game. And I'm talking about Judge Dread, The Cursed Earth. Uh, and he's uh, from a game from a game design from Pierre Sylvester, which uh, he's also the design of another famous solo game. And it, they're not made for solo games. They're one for players. But this, it seems like those games are more famous for solo gamers, I guess. And I'm talking about The Lost Expedition. The Lost Expedition, I hadn't played it, but it's very famous around the solo board gaming universe. And now he did another game, you know, I think this game was released in 2019. But now with uh, a few mechanics, a few new mechanics, and now implemented on the Judge Dread theme, which if you are a fan of the comics of the Judge Dread, well you really will like the the game because the art, you know, it shows pretty much the comics. Uh, you won't see Sylvester Stallone like <laughs> like the movie that he made on the 90s about the Judge Dredd, which, by the way, now now that I play the game, I kind of want to watch the the movie. Um, I have never read the comics, but now that I, <laughs> like I said, play the game, the art really bring it up, and I kind of want to read a little bit of the comics, but, you know, also... See the see watch the movie because I don't remember anything about the movie. I just remember Sylvester Stallone dressed as the, as the Judge Dread, but I don't remember if the bad guys from the games they are the bad guys from the game. I'm sorry if they're in the movie or not. So I want to watch it and you know see how it goes. If you if you watch it or if you like it or don't like it, well also please comment on the post of the episode and and you know we can we can say hi I guess and 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 talk. Uh, well, anyway, I played the game. Like I said, I played it twice. I lost. I'm looking forward to play it again. And basically, you're trying to, like the Lost Expedition, trying to uh, go through locations. That's the goal of the game. And traveling through different encounter cards that you're going to be placing in different order, in numerical order and things like that. It has a very nice mechanics. Um, very uh, puzzly adventure, I guess you want to call it. Anyway, that's Judge Dread, The Cursed Earth. I played that one as well. Another one that it was on my bucket list and my bucket list to play 
Uh, and I played it recently also with my friend Caleb. And it didn't disappoint. And it's a game from 2012 called Mice and Mystics. Of course, you know what I'm talking about. And it's uh, published by Playhead Games and designed by Jerry Hawthorne. And, you know, um, that was on my bucket list only to, to play for a long time ago, since a long time ago. And I never had a chance to play it. I played it with my friend, like I said, Caleb. And it really, really, really exceed my expectations. It's a such a such a good game. Like it, it feels very strong. It doesn't feel outdated at all. I mean, that's my opinion, right? Um, it feels, um, you know, it, even if it's a small like dungeon crawling, it brings that epicness of a dungeon crawl adventure game. The story is 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 great. It's very immersive and it's very well developed. Uh, recently, <clears throat> uh, you know, the same designer. He also made another game, uh, Aftermath, which is also, you know, about... It's a post-apocalyptic game, an adventure book, uh, also with mice and stuff and different critters. Um, so it's also a game that I'm looking forward to play. And he also, most recently, uh, did a Cosmonaut... Uh, no, I'm sorry, Commonouts. Commonouts, it's called. I haven't played that one by Jerry Hawthorne as well. But recently, uh, you know, like we have the Disney... Uh, corporations in board games, which I guess is Asmodee, which owns a lot of publishers or distribute the games for a lot of publishers. Well, recently, um, the designer made a post on Board Game Geek uh, telling us that Blade Hat Games doesn't belong anymore or doesn't work any work anymore with Asmodee, and because of that, sadly, he wasn't going to be involved on any future uh, with Mice and Mystics or Aftermath or anything that he has made before until. Uh, common odds so um that's a little bit sad because the story on at least on mice and mystic is there and very strong but at the same time he mentions that he was very happy to leave these projects on hands of people that he know and that they that they are very talented so um i don't want to i think seaman games now that is going to take over um but anyway <clears throat> uh played hat played hat games uh is not any more a uh, part of asmodee so with that being said, uh, you know, I still think that those games are worth to give it a try because he did a fantastic job with Mice and Mystics once again. It was on my bucket list, and I really, really, really enjoyed the game. Very, uh, I guess, like a lot of people will call it Merry Trash. It doesn't have anything of trash, I guess, if you take the word again away, I'm sorry. Uh, so basically, you're exploring, you're moving, you're rolling die, you're getting abilities, you're trying to unlock those abilities with cheese. In this case, because of course you're a mice, you're, you're like cheese, uh, and you're fighting another an, an, against another rats, and you're fighting against cockroaches and things like that. So spiders and all sort of things that you can find in a floor in an old castle, I guess. And the story, it's it's just it's just great. I mean, I don't I don't want to spoil you about the story, even if it's an old game. If you had a, if you haven't had the opportunity to play it, I highly 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 recommend Mice and Mystics. Uh, fantastic. Once again, it's made in 2012 doesn't feel outdated at all honestly and i'm looking forward to play more scenarios to get a copy for myself to paint those minis and to have a blast and hopefully i will be sharing more pictures with you in our social media as well also i played another game that really surprised me because i was expecting less uh the other day i was at target one of you know more the most uh, famous i guess franchise stores here in u.s 
And I saw a game that really caught my attention, which I believe it's a Barnes and Nobles exclusive and a Target as well. And, um, you know, it really surprised me when I saw the game because the theme, first of all, and I'm talking about Space Marine Adventures, and that's from Workshop Games. So my only experience with Warhammer 40K Universe has been through the uh, Dead Angel Space Hulk game, you know, from Corey Kanishka and Fantasy Flight, the game that is very hard and it's mainly for solo gamers. Um, so I was like, you know, it's always been on my bucket list to get into the Warhammer 40K universe. So I saw this game and I was like, oh, miniatures and everything. And I read that, you know, cooperative and you can play, well, basically, sorry, right, if it's a cooperative game. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it. I'm going to give it a try. So I got the game and it's a very nice entry-level game for cooperative, you know. Basically, is you have simple actions and you're kind of exploring levels and the game comes with three different levels and then you can it comes with a campaign that you can play and an advanced deck and you're opening the decks as you're progressing through levels. So it has that, even if it's not a legacy game, it has like that feeling of, oh, now you're opening this. Let's see what it does the scenario. And it's basically more cards that, you know, change the things. You have an overlord that you need to kill. You uh, fight versus, well, you don't fight. You're trying to avoid getting a spawn. From uh min from the minions I forgot the name from the forty uh Warhammer forty k minions name Necrons or something they call um and anyway you are trying to to you know not get hurt by them spawning and trying to kill them it has some cool things uh, some things that it could be improved I guess in my opinion but I'm looking forward probably to do an episode about it or at least mention it more in deep in an in a future episode because I want to play it more but anyway that was Space Marines Adventure. Uh, from Workshop Games, and you know, I, th I believe once again it's a uh, Barnes and Nobles and Target exclusive here in US. I don't know if you can get it in in Europe, honestly, or in other regions of the world. But if you see it, I mean, you know, give it a try, check it out, and and once again, um, hopefully, hopefully we can talk a little bit more about the game in the future once I played a little bit more and I can play the campaign and all the stuff. I've been going through forums on the Board Game Geek and different websites, and everybody talks good about the game, so. And I'm looking forward to get more, more in depth on it. Also, I've been playing my favorite game, Scythe. Scythe, Scythe, Scythe. Scythe from Stegmaier Games and Stonemaier Games, I'm sorry, designed by Jamie Stegmaier. Scythe definitely is, like I always said, it's been in my last two, um, 2018 and 2019, uh, top five games at, at the end of the year. Five out of five for me of the rating that we have going from zero that you hate it, five you love it, Scythe. If I'm in a board game night and somebody tells me, hey, side to the table, I will say yes. Like, no questions asked. Um, you know, I'm, I don't have all the expansions, but I'm looking forward to get... Actually, tomorrow I'm going to my gaming store. Probably I will ha I will get the, the... Oh, my God, I forgot the name. But the one with the, they give you the little ship that you added to the board. It's not invaded from afar. The Wind Gambit, I think it's called. Anyway, that one, I'm, I'm going to get it tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Tomorrow I'm going to go to my gaming store and get that one. And I will share some pictures with you. Um, in that way, you can see how it looks on the board side. Fantastic. I, I, I love it. I love it. I don't need to say anything more because you know that I love side. Anyway, I've been playing that recently. And today's episode, once again, episode 56, uh, is going to talk about Sojourn, a journey to time. Once again, it's published by Wyvern Games. Um, you know, they also are going to be in, in conventions in this year. I'm not sure if they're in the packs, but they're going to be on Origins and Gen Con. And they're also releasing today, I think, on Facebook. You should check them out, Wyvern Games. They're releasing the the beta test for the, role play, the new role-player game that they're designing over there. You can check it out. Anyway, 
this is episode number 56, and let's start with Sojourn, A Journey Through Time. Like I said in the beginning, I'm going to mention the winner of the contest. Be patient. <laughs> I will tell your name probably, and you will be the lucky winner. But in the meantime, let's see how the game looks with sections like always do on this, on this show. Let's start with the first one with box and cover. Box and cover. Okay, so now we are in the box and cover section of the show. And I have here Sojourn and Journey to Time. I have the box here. You know, I always love to do that, you know, to check the box in front of you anyway. Sojourn Adventure, uh, Journey to Time. I'm going to say Adventure Time, a Journey to Time. And the box is very, very small. I always call this box accessible. Uh, it's actually, you know, like kind of like if you open a standard palm of hand, I always say that. Such a bad example because the hands can be in many different sizes. But uh, you will get the, the box is very small. It's kind of like, a, uh, you know, a, li a little bit bigger than the tiny epic ones, just to give you an idea, and a little bit, you know, uh, chunkier, I guess, because, you know, the components. But, um, you know, it's just the, the design that they did for the... For the game, it's Sojourn Advent, the Journey to Time. I went again, and on the main cover, you have different different uh, pictures of the of the time. I guess the story and the time. Uh, you have like um, you can see the Soviet Union kind of flag be behind Lenin, and then you have other like um, uh, buildings destroyed. One that it looks like the first airplane that it was, you know, built, and then you can see the first man on the moon, of course, Neil Armstrong with the U.S. flag. Um, the, this the volcano eruption. I don't remember from where is that. Like a little bit of Crusaders kind of era. A little bit like like a, like another airplane flying like a World War um, type era. A dinosaur, and unfortunately, you see the Twin Towers, New York, um, the World Trade Center. Also, you know, unfortunately, you know, with on flames, and you know, uh, and that's what you see on the front of the game. And then on the side, Sojourn, a journey through time. Uh, the publisher, once again, Wyvern Gaming. Um, and then it tells you that it plays 13-year-old uh, and up, that it plays 5 to 20 minutes, and it's one player only if you have one box, which we're going to talk about a little bit about the, the mechanics of the game. And on the back of the box, you get you know, a description of the components that, you, that you're going to get on the game, uh, kind of a little picture on the components, and basically that's what you get on the box. And I will read you a little bit of... The description that it says on the back, it says, you're a time traveler who has attempting to go home. However, the device that allows you to target specific dates in time, the time sphere, has broken into fragments and has spread itself across the time and space. You have ended up at the right date, but the wrong year. You are in the Jurassic era. Starting there, you must use your limited resources and wits in effort to make it home, hopefully in one piece. Sojourn is a solo, solitaire, one-player game, just to make it clear. That's what they say. So they make it clear three times. Sojourn is a solo, solitary, one-player game, just in case you know. Uh, it, it is just against, it is you against the game. They're just confirming. Once again, <laughs> that game is solo, solitaire, one-player. It's just you against the game. It is fast and fun game where you must be strategic to get home safely. Um, that's what you get in the box. I like that they clarify that it's a solo game four times, and that's good, you know. You never know, probably somebody's wandering around and see the game, in that way they make sure if you are a competitive player, this is not for you. <laughs> this is a solo game, and it's cooperative, in, uh, you know, in that aspect. So anyway, that's what you get on the box. Now that we talk about the boxing cover, let's go and jump and see what we get 
Inside the box. Inside the box. Okay, so now let's hear. I'm moving. I know you know I love to give you this audio unboxing. Now let's see what we get inside the box, okay? So I'm opening right now Sojourn a Journey to Time. The first thing that you're gonna get it's a rule book. And it has like the it's like I think it's the Civil War. Now probably I'm I'm I don't know, I'm very bad at history. But it's it's uh, like the Civil War uh a guy, you know, with the American flag behind him and he's like shooting somewhere and on the back of the rule book you have like a person that it's has i think it's a time traveler because he has a cool watch and he's facing like a a window or something that is broken into pieces and each piece has a different picture of a time or a time era or a time um you know different aspects of time and places so that's very cool and then you open the rule book and it's it seems like this is when it has a picture that it i think is the the founder fathers on us when they're like trying to sign the constitution and all the stuff, which is pretty cool as well. You just want to get home. That's what they tell you. And you tried. You tried and you failed rapidly in a loop, a loop of searching up for lost fragments. You travel through time and find yourself in the Jurassic period without the time sphere that allows you to control which time portal opens for you. On your last jump, the sphere broke into four fragments and scattered into unknown, in, into unknown destinations through time. Sojourn is a solitary game where the player is a time traveler who is lost in time and can only return home. Once they collected the four pieces they need to make their time travel, well, then they're going to get back home. So that's the objective of the game, and we're going to talk about the mechanics. The rule book that you get, and I was just reading something that it came from the first page. The rule book, and probably you hear me the pa moving the pages, the pages, I'm sorry, is 14 double side uh, pages that it tells you everything you need to know explains you everything you need to know in order to play the game. The rule book is very... Uh, I will share my thoughts there. <laughs> We're not going to talk about yet that yet. You get also some cubes. So what you get on the game, and I'm opening it right now, you get a uh, uh, one tarot uh, size three-layered traveler card. You get also 48 tarot size destination cards. 33 poker size time stream cards, which is that the, your hand, you're going to be managing your hand with uh, some cards. Uh, you get seven wooden red hell cubes, seven wooden blue time charge cubes, uh, four wooden green time fragment cubes, uh, two D10 percentile dice, and two traveler maples, one blue and one red, because you can choose if you want to if you want to be the blue or the red. So that's what you get inside the box. Uh, like I said, the box is you know very uh, very accessible. It's a good size. I don't think you have some free space on the box, but not that not that much. So I think. You know, it's a it's a good size for the game. So anyway, now that now that we talk about what is inside the box, let me tell you how this Journey Through Time game plays. Game play. Okay, so now I'm gonna explain you. Oh, I leave the effect there. Okay, there. It is. You hear me like here it goes. You wanna hear me like this, or you hear me normal? Okay, <laughs> check it out. Uh, okay, anyway, I'm still playing once uh, before I keep going. I'm still playing with my mixer, with the auto recorder. Like I told you, if you haven't listened to these episodes uh, since two episodes ago, this is going to be the third one. I got a new equipment. I got a new mixer, new auto recorder, new kind of studio-ish way of doing the things, a uh, new microphone and stuff. So if you still have any suggestions, please reach out to me. I've been trying to improve with every episode the quality of the sound. I also had a professional headphones that I'm using it right now and that way I can hear my voice and everything while I'm recording, making sure that everything is recording fine 
and not only by the tracks on the mixer and the audio recorder as well. Anyway, on Sojourn, well, you're going to travel to time, basically. That's the idea, right? Because like I've been telling you and how, like I read it to you, you were traveling in time. You were doing, I guess, some missions, if you want to call it, to make it more immersive. And, um, you know, your sphere, your time sphere, which is the device that you use to travel through space, it got broke. And, you know, it, it got broken in four fragments. And each fragment fall in different time eras where you were traveling, right? So now you need to go back and find them. But you only have limited research to do it. So you need to be very wise on where you go and, you know, the time that you go there because every location will take major risk or lower risk, depends on the time that you're going. And, you know, you can also get benefits and things like that. But basically, you're going to be trying to find those fragments. And if you find those fragments, well, you win. Now, you how you can lose, well, once again, you win by finding the, the pieces in the way you can travel back home, right? But you lose either... If your health drops to zero, that means no red cubes are left on your track. Or if you have no way to travel to a new destination, because that will tell you, well, my friend, that you're stuck in time, you're stuck in history. So you don't want to end up being stuck on the dinosaurs era or in a different era because that could be awful. And that's the idea of the game. So basically how you're going to start to play the game is that you will have a deck of destination cards, which they're a tarot-sized card. Very nice. I like that. Um, the tarot cards, um, you, those are the destination cards. So you're going to shuffle the deck, uh, and you're going to have it face down, right, beside the, the table. And then um, you're going to draw five cards in the hand. Those are the, I guess we call travel cards. You will get it, and they can give you different abilities, like one free time travel or or like bandages to, you know, help you with some wounds and things like that. Very useful cards. So you will draw your five cards in hand. And like most of the games, you can do a mulligan where you can, you know, shuffle them back and get another five or just probably three or two and so forth. Then you're going to get your track, your main uh, little mat, which has the, the hell track, the charge track, and the, force, uh, the, the spaces for the four fragments that you're going to be placing there, the four little cubes. Also... You're going to start with on the Jurassic era. That's where you got stuck. And you're going to place your meeple there. Either your choice, the red or, or blue. And that's where you're going to start. Also, you're going to draw a destination card. And you're going to place it above the Jurassic era. That means that this that's the first location that you're going to travel to. And then from there, you're going to start to open different locations. And now start to look for those fragments in order to return back home. So how the gameplay is going to work, it's in any order and any time you, you can do different actions, right? And basically, you can play on one or more time stream cards, which that's what I call from your hand. You know, you can to heal a wound or to do certain effect to travel for free, to open a new time era for free and so forth. Um, those are just examples that I'm trying out there. You can open a new destination in the timeline. I will explain you how, how and you can travel to a destination. So the, the way that you can open a new um, destination in the timeline, well, it's uh, there. you have only two ways, right? So the first one that you can do is you can spend uh, one uh, temporal charge, which is the one of the blue cubes. You only have, I think, five or six to start with the game. So anyway, you, uh, you use one of those, and basically you're going to draw a new card from the traveling time, and you can put it, you're going to put it exactly above the Jurassic Era one that you start. Uh, well, actually, no, you're going to put it above the one that you had to set up the game above that one in the way you can form a row. 
Now, if you the next time that you do it, you're not gonna place it above that one. You're gonna place it either left, left or right now to form a column of different places that you have been. Now, the other thing that you can do is if you wanna travel back to one of the destinations that you were before, you don't need to spend um, uh, a chart cube. Again, you can just go to, to, if you're in a car, it has a travel action, you can go from that one to there and then follow the steps on, on that. Now, you know, you're gonna do, you're gonna be opening timelines like that. That's one thing you can do on the game. And that's what you wanna do in order to, to find fragments. If you draw a fragment, then you can take it, um, you know, take it out of the of the of the timeline. Of course, you're gonna put it on the on your side of the board, and then you're gonna put one green cube on the main on their part that they're designated on your little mat. And that way, you know that well. Now I only need three more, and then you draw another travel card. If you happen to draw another fragment, then you add it as well. You know, so that's how you're gonna be finding the fragments. Now, they has, it has a very interesting mechanic, the game, or how you're gonna be, or what you're gonna be doing in every location. So every location will have different symbols. So every time that you travel to a new destination card that is in the timeline, and it's horizontal of destination cards, like I said, because you're gonna put the one on, on row to form the row, I'm sorry, the one on top, and then from there to the sides, um, you're gonna be doing, um, you know, whatever actions they are. Um, so the only exception will be if you place a particular card that is called the Loop Lime Stream card, which enables the player to travel to any destination card in the historical past. So now that one, it, it will basically let you go anywhere. So what you're gonna do when you get uh, when you go to a destination? Well, the first thing you're gonna do is to see if it requires you to drop any cards. That means to discard any cards that you have on your hand, or also you're gonna see how much it costs to get there. It has a temporal charge cost, and you need to spend those charge costs, you know, in order to go to those locations. You can also gonna see the travel sign, the travel symbol, and if you have the travel symbol, you can you know, move your traveler to a new destination card this time if you want to, because the next steps is the dangerous one, or you can stay there. Now, uh, the next thing is the risk. When traveling a destination, like I said, depends on the time, and this is where the game gets very thematic, is the risk that you will get in every era, right? If you were, for example, we mentioned uh, there's one card that it really, you know, it was very <laughs> surprising when I saw the the JFK assassination, you see um, the car, you know, the famous car, and then is the the wife, and you can see the a person lying on the on the wife, basically like you know, very representative of JF JFK. Uh, if you're in that destination, you probably will have a high risk because you know we have a sniper, we have a shooting, and people is going crazy. Uh, so that you're gonna roll certain dice. So the risk mechanic, which I th it's it's a very clever one. Um, basically, every location will tell you a different risk. So let's say it says um, 75%. So you're going to roll the die, right? The 2d10 dice that you have. If you roll above the risk, you're fine. But if you uh, low, uh, roll lower the risk, then you will get the damage. And every card will tell you how many damage uh, you're going to take according if you roll below the risk. And then um, you're gonna gain. Uh, you possibly gonna gain time stream cards at the end also, and it's you know you, it's cards that you're gonna draw from your from your deck to your hand now in that way 
<clears throat> you can add it to your to your hand. You have a hand limit of five once again. And if you get to five, well, you need to discard. And that's basically the actions that you're going to get uh, on a destination. And you're going to keep exploring. You're going to keep moving um, through destinations, through times, until you get the four fragments. What you get your four fragments, you win the game once again. If your health, you know, decreases all the way down, well, you died. And that's unfortunately. Or... If you cannot travel to any other location because you're out of charge or things like that, well, game is over because you got stuck in time and you didn't. It was impossible for you to come back home. So that's basically how it plays. Now, it has a two-player rules variant. Uh, I haven't tried it because in order to play the two-player rule variant, you had an, you had you got to have an extra copy, and you know you mix those games. This actually, on the instructions on the setup, it tells you that there are some cards on this base game that you need to take them out. It's, I think, like four or five cards, uh, unless you want to play the the, the two-player variant. Uh, so if you don't want to play the two-player two player variant, I'm sorry, if you don't have two copies of the game, well, you take those four cards away, and then you can play the game as normal. If you want to if you wanna play the game two players, well, you will need an extra copy of Sojourn the Game. And, you know... In a two-player games, each player alternates taking turns. In a turn, a player can perform one action. Actions are defined as, uh, you know, traveling, opening, uh, playing a time card stream. And basically, it's, you know, it's chasing one another. And that's the variant that kind of like competitive. Now you can play cooper- You can play cooperative as well, you know, and it has their own mechanic. What I mean, this kind of game, I think, you know, I mean, you have the option. I will tell you my thoughts in a little bit. You have the option as well to play this game cooperative or if you want to play it competitive with the chaser mode uh you know you need to buy another copy of sojourn anyway this is how the game plays basically now that we talk about it and then you know we talk about i guess how the game play it's time to share my thoughts with you what do i think about the game if i if i rather play this game solo cooperative or competitive i guess with then with the other uh, variant and also on this next section i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna mention the winner so stay stay here for the next section because i will mention your name and you will be the lucky winner of the gaming mat of marvel champions lcg and the promos as well so let's see to the next section let's hear the next section let me share my thoughts with you solo or cooperative Okay, so now it's time to share my thoughts on the game. And also, we're going to choose this time. It's time to choose the lucky winner of the game, Matt, and promo cards for Marvel LCG. Uh, the way I'm doing it, it's, uh, it was 106 uh, people that actually comment, tag to friends, share the, the post, and also give us a like on a Facebook page. So what I'm doing right now, it's uh, um, you can hear here on the computer, I'm typing... And what I'm doing right now, it's I'm going to a website called commonpicker.com. Um, not advertising or anything, but that's the one that I, I've been using 
uh, you know, uh, for uh, previous um, giveaways. So anyway, I uh, literally got all the information from those 106 names and I put it on a list. And right now, it's giving, it's asking me to choose, uh, you know, to start the the winner, you know, to pick the game, pick the name of the winner. So I'm gonna do it right now. The best of luck to all of you. Like I said, I'm recording right now. It's, uh, it's actually midnight. <laughs> well, the time that I'm recording, I guess now it's March the first, which I start recording on on February 29. So all the best of luck to you. I'm as soon as I'm finished recording, I'm just gonna put the episode right away. I'm not going to edit it, anything. I'm just going to, you know, put it there. In that way, you can know the winner. And I won't uh, post the name of the winner until, you know, probably a week or so. Uh, so, yeah, in that way, you can... Because when I did the show, I'm sorry, the contest, I also said that I was going to announce the the winner here on the show. So that's what I'm going to do. And if I don't hear from the winner, then I will post it in that way, you know, they can reach out to us. Uh, anyway, all the best of luck. And... Here it comes. I hope you can hear me clicking right now. Uh, let's see. Pick a pick a, a name. Here it comes. Let's. I'm gonna put the microphone in the click, and I will tell you the winner. Here it goes. And there it is. And the winner is Ryan J Nichols. Ryan J Nichols is the winner. I don't know who you are, Ryan J Nichols, but thank you. Uh, it seems like you meet all the requirements, which it was uh, share the post. Tag to friends and give us a like on our Facebook page. So Ryan J. Nichols, once again, is R-Y-A-N-J Nichols. You are the lucky winner for the game math and the promo card. So wherever you are in the world, doesn't matter, Germany, Canada, England, Australia, wherever you are, um, you know, I'm going to send those promo cards and that gaming math to your door so congratulations, my friend. As soon as you listen to this episode, please reach out to me at solobigicpodcast at gmail.com. You can also do it here on the comments, on the, on the post, or, you know, find me through Facebook. You know, just send me a direct messenger as a direct message or from Twitter or Instagram at solobigpodcast as well. Um, you can find me there. So congratulations to Ryan J. Nichols for this gaming mat and these promo cards. And also, like I said, there's 90, 90, 90, 90% of chances that I'm going to get another game mat and promo card from Marvel Champions LCG. And if I do, I'm going to run another giveaway so you can win a game mat and a promo cards as well from Marvel Champions. There's more giveaways. I have some board games coming up uh, also from publishers and things like that. And also some games that I'm going to get on my gaming store to support the gaming store and to support for all of you amazing listeners in that way. You can all get... A game where I'm going to try to do a giveaway monthly. And that way we can get tons and tons of games and tons and tons of fun. Now, let's keep talking about Sojourn and let me tell you what I think about the game. First of all, do I rather play solo or cooperative? Definitely, definitely solo. I mean, the fact... I haven't even tried cooperative. But the fact that, you know, you need to get another game to play cooperative... That tells me that they, they yes, they throw the, that variant there and, you know, as a possibility. But at the same time, I mean, honestly, you can play it cooperative if you want with a friend or, or with the, your husband or wife or brother or whatever. You know, just basically trying to make the decisions together. Like, do we go here? Do we go there? But at the same time, I think this is it was clearly made you know, to function better as a solo. So that's easy for me. Solo cooperative in this case, that will be a solo game for sure. 
<laughs> now, uh, you know, the components of the game, good quality. The cards, you know, standard quality. Like I always said, you know, they're, they're not too bad. Um, the art of the game, that's a big pro for me. The art of the game, I really like it. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know a lot of things about history, of course, but I love to learn. I love to learn and read about history. Um, you know, and the, definitely the art of the game is very good. The pictures are very great. And, you know, it gets me that intrigue. Like, oh, I mean, what, where is that era? What's going on? And things like that. You know, my favorite ones, of course, is like the Neil Armstrong, uh, you know, the, the first man on the moon. That's a very cool one. Also, the one that really impressed me, like I said, is the assassination of J JFK one. That's also very um, impressive. The other one that it's like, you know, very strong. And that's once again, you know, I don't know, a little bit susceptible is the 9-11. That picture of the 9-11, unfortunately, but it's there. Uh, also, you have the Hurricane Katrina. I'm scrolling here to cars, the Jamestown event. You get the uh, Gutenberg Printing Press. So that was the first one. JFK assassination, like I mentioned. Uh, the Battle of Waterloo. Columbus discovers America. The Lost Colony. Um, you also get the Titanic disaster. You got it there. The Black Plague. You don't want to stay in the Black Plague time. Oh my! Especially with how the war is going crazy right now. Um, the Bolshevik Revolution. Also, the Vietnam War. The Battle of Gettysburg. Um, you know, the time fragments, once again, that you're trying to find the Crusaders, um, different time eras that, you know, the uh, uh, Ides of March, um, the competition of the Great Pyramid, the Alamo, and a lot, a lot of the stock market crash, the Independence Day of the United States, the David Cooper uh, hijacking, the destruction of the Library of Alexandria, the eruption of the Mount of St. Helens, different, different, different time eras. So that's very good. That's a big pro of the game. I like that uh, variability of traveling to different places uh, and the art on the pictures is very good. Regarding the card that you're going to be controlling on your hands, well, they're very basic, but it doesn't mean that it's very bad. And the art is cool as well. And the abilities that they trigger, they're very cool as well. Your top low, I mean, it's just, a, you know, eh, like standard, it's a basic standard. One thing that I really like is that I didn't mention on the gameplay is that the top low is double-sided. So you can either play as a female time traveler or you can do it as a male time traveler so that's very cool i always appreciate when they give you that you know open option i guess to adventure in a game you know with female characters or male characters and because i think it's very important and that's one thing that this hobby is known by that we are very inclusive and very open and very cool with everything in the world with everybody so that's amazing that's a big plus that i really uh, enjoy on the game you know it's little details it's little details that help to enjoy it a little bit more and to appreciate uh for the for the, pe the love that a lot of people they put on the game um and that that one i really like it also it tells you that you know where is what time is your home so for example if you're trying if you're playing with the traveler with the with the male he said that home is May 20, 2028. Uh, if you're playing with the female, it's April 15, 2040. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, a little bit more details for the immersiveness on the game. So that part I really like. The component, the cubes, I mean, they're very basic, like cubes, you know, like for every game. And the dice, well, the dice are also like 2D10. Um, they call it 2D10 on the rulebook, but they did a mistake on that because it's actually, you get one die that it's, 
yes, this is the 10, I guess, but it goes um, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, and so forth until it gets, you know, for the 100% of the zero, zero. And the other one goes all the way from zero to nine. Um, and that's basically because, once again, the risks that you're going to take on each on each location. That mechanic of the risk, I really like it. I really like that lucky base that it also increases the risk and it makes sense according to the era that you're traveling. So that's, you know, a big a big decision for you strategy-wise while you're playing the game. Like, oh man, like you, you already, let's say you have a bad luck drawing cards at the beginning and you're only drawing dangerous places. Well, you need to keep going then, right? But I mean, if you're running out of cards, but probably to get more cards, you want to go to a dangerous place. Well, you know, you, that's when you need to decide, like, oof, should I keep going without cards or should I try and get some cards and then come back and open another portal? Things like that. So I really like the risk, uh, the risk dice rolling mechanic of the game. Now, um, the thing is that the game, you can play very fast. Like in the boxes, uh, and they didn't did a mistake, the play, uh, the, the play time is between 5 and 20 minutes. Because either you can win very fast or you can die very fast. The replayability on the game um, is definitely is definitely a game that you can play multiple times, of course, because how fast it is. Uh, but at the same time, I think the replayability on this one particularly uh, falls into the um, you know if you really like the theme. And for me, when I compare this this kind of situations with these games versus especially these short kind of short games about replayability is that it's basically like this like uh, let's say you have a favorite show right so you have you like bad like me batman the animated series right so i have seen probably all of the episodes but there's some episodes of course they're my favorite like that one that almost i they almost got him where they're all the villains talking to all the villains i'm sorry talking about how they almost got batman so uh, I can watch that episode over and over and over, even if I know the whole story. So basically, this is what this is what the replayability falls on this game. It's a short game that yes, if you play it again, it won't change as much. It can change probably the locations that you're gonna be drawing, because uh, highly likely you're gonna you're not gonna run through the whole deck without winning or losing. So there's there's some destination cards that probably you're gonna play right now. You win, but you only saw let's say 10 or 8, uh, then next time that you play, well, now you see other ones that you didn't saw the first time, or you lose probably because you draw a lot of hard elevated risk locations, uh, like I said. So the, the replayability, it can be there. But after playing, a, I don't know, five, four, five, six times the game, probably the chances start that you're going to be seeing all the cards on the game. Now, that's where the replayability, if you're trying to see something new, that's when it's going to fall. Now, once again, if you really enjoy it because it's short, well, you can always, you know, feel free. Like, you know, I, I feel like I want to play a sci-fi time travel game, uh, five, 20 minutes, you know, I can bring it up to the table and, you know, that's it. Like the setup, it won't take you nothing and you can have that feeling for the game. But you probably won't find anything new because even if you flip, you know, to the female or male character, well, they're basically the same. They have the same stats and everything. So that doesn't change anything or doesn't add anything other than the the details, like I said, of, of the of the theme on the game. Now, um, <clears throat> this is a, a, a game, once again, that if you like that theme, well, you enjoy this game. I always appreciate that we get, like, the game is solo, a solo game, basically, and a small game. And that's good also because... 
uh, if you're in an airport or if you're you're traveling and you're in a hotel room or you have a small table and you don't have too much space, well, this won't take that much of space and it's very easy to, you know, to carry it around, set it up and just put it back and that's it. Uh, you know, so that that's that's good for the game also, I guess. Uh, but the replayability, of course, it's not it's not there unless you are mindful of okay. I'm gonna play the game, but I'm I'm not gonna see anything new. It's just to see. Well, I want to play a game to see if I can make it, and you know, for the fun of it. So that's uh, uh, um, some people can put it as a con. Some people can put it as a eh. Well, not a, it's definitely not a pro, but you know, once again, I, I always I always put it that way. Like okay, you know, if it's a short game, it's like a 20, 25 minutes episode of a TV show. Would I watch it again? Probably if I really enjoy it, or if I didn't. Well, you know, it is what it is, and that's it. Uh, same when you're playing a, a big board game or a more uh, long time board game, and I compare it to movies. Like, okay, would I watch the same movie again, even if I know any everything about the movie? Uh, but just because it's one of my favorite movies, I, I can watch it again. The same for other board games that you can play it again, even if sometimes they don't offer anything extra. Um, <clears throat> the other thing, I guess, I guess that's the only con, honestly, that I will that I will get that I will find on this game, the replayability that. Uh, you know, you're going through the same cards over and over. I don't know if the Wyvern Games people had planned any expansions for this game. But once again, that's the only thing. Now, the price on the game... Well, the price of the game is very accessible. And it it falls on the category of probably what you're getting in the game. I mean, I think it's around 20 or so American dollars, uh, the game. And it was funded through Kickstarter. So definitely, definitely that also correlates to what you get on the game. And that's basically the pros and the cons. Now, this game, I I was searching it online, and you can find it. I'm not giving any promotion, but you can find it in different uh, gaming stores, online gaming stores like Miniature Marker and Cool Stuff and also so forth. Um, check it out, definitely. And once again, the price, it won't be anything crazy. Um, you know, so that's it. The, the other thing, like I said, the other con, I guess, before I, I wrapped up with this review, is that uh, the the part where they give you like well you have these variants you can try these variants uh you know uh, if you want to do the chaser variant or if you want to do the cooperative variant but once again i mean you 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 offering those variants but you don't you you cannot play it with the game you need to to get another copy of the game so if 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 you want to do it yeah go for it but you know i mean it's, it's not there so i guess that's why once again, this play this game is solo. I don't I don't think they they should add those variants because I mean you get the game for solo, and once again if you want to play a cooperative which I already did, uh, with my wife just trying to oh, okay should we go there should we go that and that's it but that's the most cooperative experience cooperative ish I guess <laughs> experience that you can get on the game but you know it's it's a solo game so there's nothing wrong to you know put in like just a solo and don't add any variant that's cool, I guess it, the variance helps more when it's uh. A competitive game or a cooperative game, but then or a semi-cooperative, better say, and then they give you well, you know why it's semi, you know what it's semi-cooperative, but I can give you this variant where you can you know change some things like Dead of Winter, for example. Um, that's a good variant. Uh, so that in the, in those cases, I think it's it's a good thing to implement those solo variants. But when the game is solo and implement like a cooperative, I'm like or a competitive, it's like well, you know, I guess games that are designed for solo, they good they work well as solo games i guess i guess sorry for my bad english but i guess you you get my point anyway so when we rate the games zero to five where zero is the worst game ever and you don't even want to waste energy on burning it and five it's a game that you can play 
every single time or in every game night or every game day, for me, Sojourn, I will put on a category of 3.5. Why a 3.5, you will think, if I didn't mention a good replayability? A 3.5 because, once again, the setup is easy. The It could be challenging. Either you can die or you can win. It's very log-based in that aspect. So if you're looking for a, a strong sci-fi strategy game, no. Surgeon is not definitely for you. But if you're looking for a game that you can, you know, I can set it up easy. I can have the, the feeling of the adventure and, and, you know, appreciate the art on the cards and, and be on the theme and be in the mood. Also put a little bit of your part. I always advise that when you play a game to put a little bit of your part to get immersed in the theme. And now I'm going here. Now I'm going there. I'll find one fragment. There are some games that I have played. I played this game probably 10 times already. And <clears throat> there are some situations where it can get, you know, intense. And you're like, oh, man, I've, I already have three fragments, but my health is two. And, and you know, I am almost running out of charge. I might as well take the risk of going to this location that I already visited and take a higher risk. Let's see what happens. Get more cars. Try to get more charge or, or more uh, options to travel for free to keep going. And what if the fragment is on the last card or one of the bottom cards and you're just trying to survive and keep traveling? So when you fall in those situations, the game became very tense and very challenging. Of course, the shuffling on the bet on on the setup that will be that will play a huge role because if you get lucky, well, either you won't win very fast or you will die very fast. But then again, um, like I said, I played this game an average of ten times already, and there has been situations where the game has been very, very, very emotion, you know, tense and emotion and and everything. And it's been I've been enjoying it. I mean. And once again, the game plays fast. I mean, it doesn't require too much space on the table. For me, the theme, the sci-fi space theme, is my my theme. You know, it's one of my favorite themes. So that really helps. And, you know, time traveling, I mean, of course, it doesn't relate to anything to Back to the Future, right? But one of my favorite franchises is Back to the Future. Um, you know, and I like those those kind of themes and movies and books and comics that they involve time traveling. So, you know, there's and there's not a lot of time traveling games, especially solo games. So that's why I give uh, Sojourn a 3.5 also because the art, the art is good. I really enjoy it. And once again, the little details that they put on the game, like the female male character, um, because, you know, that's why I, I think those details make it worth it. And the game definitely, I, it, for me, is worth it. Uh, you know, if I was at the convention or or online and I see this game in twenty or twenty five dollars, I mean, I will I will definitely me I will definitely get it. Um, you know, it's worth it. And I, I think uh, if you like this kind of theme, and if you are a solo gamer, and if you wanna if you wanna try it, you know, to travel to time and try to make it home make it back home, it's definitely a game that you should check out. Uh, you know, that's this was Sojourn a Journey Through Time. Once again, published by Wyvern Games. Uh, so check it out. Like I said, I look it up online, and you can find it in different online stores. And also, Wyvern Games are in conventions. So if you have a convention close to to you where you live, you you know, you you can check out the game as well. I know that they will be in Origins and Gen Con, and hopefully, hopefully, we will be there as well with them doing a live streaming or something. So anyway, this was Sojourn: A Journey to Time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Once again, congratulations, big congratulations to Ryan J. Nichols for winning uh, the Game Math and for Marvel Champions. Like I mentioned, next weekend episode is going to be a pre-Kickstarter that is going to come out in April of this year 
we're going to be interviewing my friend David Tercy. Also, it's going to be uh, my friend uh, Mark Dainty from Notboard Gaming. So it's going to be a blast because we're going to be three solo gamers, two solo gamers and one designer talking about the game that is coming up. And also, uh, we're going to record the episode with Jambalaya Plays Games or with the guy from Solo Sundays from Man vs. Meeple, Jeremy uh, Howard, which we're going to be recording an episode about games, games, and games. Anyway, this was the episode number 56 of Solo BG Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much again or for, for all the support. Remember that you can follow us in our social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Podcast. Remember that you can always shoot me an email at solobgpodcast at gmail.com as well. And, you know, thank you very much. Please reach out to me. I'm always happy to say hi. And, you know, uh, we're very glad to, to hear from you. Anyway, thank you so much once again. And like always, remember... For victory, go tell your friends... Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop.